there's something called the protein leverage hypothesis. And that is that we will continue to feed until we meet our amino acid needs. And the amino acids, as everyone knows, are the building blocks of protein. But the reality is, is when you're eating, even if it's a whole foods diet and it's low in protein, you will still be feeding. You will still be hungry. So you will begin to overconsume calories to be able to meet those amino acid needs. Is it easier to do on processed, highly palatable food? Totally. But what this creates is it not just creates this body dysregulation, it creates a lot of mental dysregulation for women. And I really think it also pushes women towards eating disorders mm -hmm. and disordered relationship with food. Think about it. What, hap what happens when your blood sugar ebbs and flows? You have to have stress hormones that also spike up. So you might not actually be stressed. You might have low blood sugar. That's why I think about my anxiety. Just a lot of times when I had, you know, just gone through phases, and I'm not saying that everyone that has anxiety, this is what their experience was. But I think a lot of my anxiety and stress was related to like blood sugar dysregulation or even depression because I'd be like, I'm up, I'm down, I'm sleepy, I'm like lethargic, I can't really manage my emotions. Mm -hmm. And so much of it was because I was just eating so poorly and my blood sugar was just so dysregulated that I couldn't really get a handle of things. And I couldn't really find myself in like a stable rhythm of energy or a stable rhythm of like healthy hormones and emotions that felt really good and that felt like me. Yeah. So what's happening in the body when we are not getting enough proper protein? So the majority of people are getting the minimum amount of protein. But again, that's not necessarily enough to optimize for blood sugar regulation. Mm. That's not necessarily enough to optimize for longevity. Is that based pregnancy? on USDA regulation or what Great is question. That? These are all such great questions. The recommended amount of protein is 0.8 grams. And it says recommended dietary allowance. That's a terrible name because it should be the recommended minimum amount of dietary protein, which is 0.8 grams per kilogram. For the listener at home, the average female is getting around 60 grams of dietary protein a day. The average American. I recommend the minimum for any kind of health or body composition be at least 100, just to kind of start. And to your question, what happens when we don't have enough protein? It becomes very difficult to have the body rebuild and repair. So protein turnover is going throughout the whole body. Mm. You, as an expecting mother, are doing a lot more protein turnover, but our liver, our gut, everything is turning over all the time. Protein is required for neurotransmitter production. You know, when we say proteins, there's 20 different amino acids. And these different amino acids all do different things. For gut health, there's mucin production, things, right? So there's an amino acid called threonine and it helps with gut health. There's an amino acid called arginine that helps with vasodilation, meaning for blood pressure. There's all different things that these individual nutrients, which we collectively know as protein, do. The most important thing to understand is on a very high level, when you are not balancing your meals, you are going to be at the whim of the ebb and flow of your blood sugar. You are also going to set yourself up for a body composition you're probably not going to be happy with. And what do you generally see in terms of body composition if people aren't getting enough protein? Enough protein. And also, it's complex in terms of like, are they strength training? Are they doing high intensity cardio? Things like that, but just specifically with the protein. Yeah. Well, first of all, when you are younger, you have a lot more flexibility. Mm. So for the under 30 crew, you guys are still in really good, I'm assuming that's where you got the name, 
almost 30. Yes, but yes. we are over. <laughs> yeah, so I asked, I was thinking about this on the way over. I said, so what happens when they're over 30? Do they change okay. the name? But yes. <laughs> Everyone asks. <laughs> but I wasn't going to. Well, yeah, so. no. yes. there, there you have it. When we are thinking about what we see in individuals that are not getting enough protein is that you actually could be small. You don't have to be overweight or obese, but you will have low muscle mass. You'll see kind of the skinny fat, like really thin, but kind of mushy. And it's just not ideal. And this has nothing to do with looks, right? This is all about what is the health of your muscle? And that becomes a challenge because when you are young, this is the time to really train. This is your opportunity. You know how they always talk about bone health? This is also your opportunity to put on healthy skeletal muscle. Can you always build healthy skeletal muscle? Yes. But is it easier as you get older? It's not. Right. I mean, when I say older, it's just more challenging versus if you take what you have now and you optimize it and you protect it, then you have more flexibility. And that's why it's so important. And that's actually why I was really excited to talk to you because social media is amazing and influence is amazing in multiple ways. The ways that it is amazing is information can get out there at speeds as if we've never seen it. I used to have to go to the library with the card freaking catalog <laughs> and then go to the journal section of the library where it smelled exponentially like mold and Larry's in the corner yelling at me to put everything, whatever, <laughs> you put this back, Gabrielle, you've taken out 27 journals and could you at least put them back? But there was a time where I would have to take those, go through it, read it, and that took a ton of time. Now what we see is you can go on PubMed, you can go on Google Scholar. The access to information is different than it's ever been. And it doesn't mean that all that information is good. In fact, the amount that's coming out, it would probably say it's quantity over quality now. So everybody has access to research. And the flooding of information and the flooding of noise, this chaos-making machine, makes it very confusing for people. So now... For the first time ever, we're having people with a voice who are not necessarily experts in a space speaking about mm. things that trickles down to their parents, to their audience. And I'm afraid for the next generation. I'm afraid of the information that we are going to see with this demonization of protein and muscle that we are going to see an epidemic of osteoporosis like we've never seen. We are going to see epidemics of disabilities, physical disabilities that we've never seen before because we are living in a world that seems to be moving more towards extremes. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, Tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.